You're listening to the Spooniepreneur Podcast, the show that helps you learn how to pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a life-first business. I'm your host, Nicole Neer, and on this podcast, I am taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really looks like to be an entrepreneur living with chronic illness. If you are a Spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Spooniepreneur Podcast. This is the show where I am taking you step-by-step through my journey of reinventing my business. And if you've been listening, you know that it has already been an up-and-down process, as I kind of thought it would be. And to be honest, you know, I've been recording these episodes in real time, and it has been a about a month, I think, since I recorded an episode, um, and there are a lot of reasons for that. So let's let's talk through it because it's been kind of tough going, guys. <laughs> so uh, since the last episode, I have finalized a lot of things. So the offer for my VIP day is finalized, meaning that um, I know exactly what I'm offering. I have the curriculum set up for the day so that I know exactly what my agenda is going to be and what we're going to cover. Um, You know, I have the sales page done now so people can actually go in and buy the VIP day. Everything's automated and ready to go. Um, So all of that feels really good. And I've come to realize that, you know, I think when I started this process, I wanted to jump in, you know, feet first and completely reinvent every part of the business and get rid of huge parts of what I was doing before. And I still feel really strongly that that's the end goal of all of this, but I'm realizing that it needs to be a slower shift. So uh, a few weeks ago, I, well, I guess it was the last episode I shared that I had a client who left. um, And initially I was not going to replace her. I was just going to focus on getting VIP days coming in um, and not replace that client. And a couple of things happened. Uh, First off, I was having a lot of money mindset issues, which money mindset always comes up. I, In fact, I think I'm going to do uh, another episode uh, a little later on just on money mindset because it's such a huge thing. Um, but as I was looking at financials, I decided that I would bring on another client. Like that felt really good to have some more recurring monthly income come in as I'm working on building the VIP day offering out. And it just so happened that I have uh, a mutual friend connected myself and and my new client. um, And it was a really good fit. I'm not sure if it's going to be a short term or a long term situation. I think both would be great. Um, But I'm excited to have a new challenge and have a new client come in. And it has allowed me to take a deep breath, which just felt really, really good. Um, And I think it's an example of the fact that we have in our brains what things are going to look like. And we we want to kind of say, I wanted to say, I am going to get to this place where I am consistently making the money that I want to make in my business. And I'm making it all through VIP days. And by limiting myself and saying just through VIP days, I was kind of blocking the abundance that the universe wanted to give me. So I had this like feeling in my head, like you need to let go of the fact that it's all going to come via the VIP days and just say it's going to come and let it come how it needs to. And the second I did that, 
I got an email in my inbox with that connection and I had a sales call and it went really well. So um, I'm really happy with that. And it also kind of solved another issue that I've been having, which is that I've been really bored. (laughs) I don't do well with boredom. I'm one of those people that I like to be busy during the workday. I like to not have a chance to really uh, to to think about anything else. And for me, quite honestly, you know, I live with chronic pain. And I think the reason that I'm able to do as much as I am doing is because I constantly have things to think about that are not my pain. I've really trained myself to, you know, yes, it's always there. Yes, I hurt 100% of the time. But when I have things that I love to do, which I genuinely love the work that I do, then it helps my health feel a lot better. And I realized how important that was over the last month because I have been so bored not having a lot to do and it has made my pain increase a whole lot. And it's also had an impact on my mental health. And that's really, I think, a lot of what I wanna talk about today is just what happens when mental health impacts your business. And so before I dive into any of this, I really wanna give the disclaimer that everything I'm talking about today is just what works for me. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, I'm not a therapist. So um, what I'm saying is what works for me. I hope that you get something from it, but this should not be taken as medical advice at all. So um, what happened this fall was that I got a new diagnosis. I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and it was it was a difficult diagnosis to get. Sometimes you get a diagnosis and it feels like a relief, and sometimes um, you get it and it just really hits you hard. And this one hit me really hard. Um, it's not in response to like one singular traumatic event. It was years of trauma. You know, and for a really long time, I I think up until this fall, I just kind of played it off as anxiety. And I'm realizing realizing that a lot of what I thought was anxiety was really um, being triggered. My my PTSD was taking my whole body into fight or flight, and I was just feeling uh, frantic a lot of the time. Not true anxiety, which then makes sense, you know, because this summer, you know, my doctor was saying, oh, you have treatment resistant anxiety. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, it's, it's really PTSD. So, (laughs) um, it's been really hard to deal with and it's been hard to deal with in conjunction with building a new business (laughs) because, uh, business is really honestly about 75% mindset and 25% strategy, which is super, super annoying. Um, You have to look at your limiting beliefs and you have to look at the things in your brain that are coming between you and going, you know, where you want to go in your business in order to be successful as an entrepreneur. And There's also this really fine line between doing mindset work and and doing that in a business context and knowing when you need therapy, knowing when you need to go to a trained mental health professional to help you through this, okay? Um, Because there is this really fine line. And I used to get really frustrated because coaches that I would work with would say, you have to do your mindset work. 
you have to go and, you know, you have to face these things. You have to go meditate. You have to journal every morning. You have to do X and Y and Z. Um, And I get where they're coming from. Uh, But as somebody who deals with mental illness, there's a whole other layer to it. So I guess what I eventually realized is that mindset work as you hear it talked about in, I guess, business context, is really an awareness piece of things. It is about meditation or mindfulness, being aware of the thoughts that are going through your head and the ways that you feel limited or stuck. Um, It can be helpful to meditate. It can be helpful to journal. It can be helpful to do yoga or to get up early in the morning if that floats your boat. Like all of those things can be really helpful. Um, And what you're really trying to do is identify your blind spots. Okay. And I think for me, the difference is that when you are living with mental health issues, when you identify the blind spot, the treatment looks different. So I think that in my, and I've never lived with I don't remember ever living without mental health issues. I've dealt with them since I was 15. So that's like 20 years of my life. But um, I think people who don't have mental health issues, they're able to identify the blind spots. They're able to use those tools and they're able to get through it. And when you have mental health issues, specifically if you're dealing with trauma, um, it's a lot more complex than that. (laughs) Okay. Because when you're dealing with trauma, journaling, meditating, um, working with a business coach, all of those things are, are kind of helpful, but you know, not really. <laughs> like You really need a trained mental health professional to, to do that. And um, I have tried pretty much, I don't want to say I've tried like every kind of therapy because I'm sure there are therapies out there that I have not tried. Um, I've done traditional talk therapy, which, you know, I've done that probably the most and it's helpful. It's really helpful to have somebody to talk through things with you. Um, When you identify those blind spots, having somebody to kind of give you a reality check and really question why you're feeling that way, helping you to understand what the thing behind the thing is, right? Um, I think the therapy that really transformed my life and really helped my business, to be quite honest, was cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, And CBT is generally what it's called. And basically, it's built on this idea that a lot of the problems we have psychologically are kind of built on unhelpful ways of thinking. You know, our thoughts are not really true a lot of the time, right? It's that inner critic voice that's coming through and whipping up all of this drama. And we learn these patterns of this unhelpful behavior, okay? So our thoughts are coming in, our thoughts impact our behavior, and all of this is not really helpful to where we want to go because it's not really reflective of the reality that you're living. So if you can learn different ways of coping with things that are happening, if you can move through those patterns um, and relearn things, then you are able to stop a lot of the drama in its tracks and you're able to become more effective because you're identifying the thoughts where they're unhelpful and you have a whole bunch of tools with CBT, which I love. Um, I actually renamed my business Resilient Business Toolkit inspired really by my experience with CBT because I built this toolkit of strategies that really helped me every day in how I approach everything. Um, 
So that was really, really helpful. I did that. I did CBT for about a year, and I still have a workbook that I work through sometimes if I'm feeling super anxious. Um, I've also tried hypnotherapy, which was really cool, to be honest. And no, there was no like clucking like a chicken standing on one leg. Nobody defrauded me of any money. Like I was aware of what was going on the entire time as it was happening. But it was just a really helpful tool to help um, unlock some trauma that I didn't want to think about consciously. Um, It was a way just to kind of disconnect and um, to unlock some stuff. And it was really helpful. Um, I only stopped really because of COVID. (laughs) COVID happened and I couldn't go to my therapist to do it. Um, And as I... This fall, as I have been um, dealing with, oh, the PTSD diagnosis and everything that goes along with that, um, I was connected with a therapist who does EDMR. And EDMR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing Therapy. So it sounds a little hippy-dippy trippy, but it's kind of wild when you're in the middle of it. It's this entire therapy model there are several steps and basically what it does is you know there's this belief that when we experience trauma our brain processes and it stores our memories incorrectly and so when this happens when you deal with trauma past memories feel like they just happened you you are taken right back to that moment and i think many of us who've experienced traumatic experience who've experienced trauma um know that feeling where it feels like it just happened yesterday it takes you right back into the everything that you're feeling in your body and it just who it's hard to think about right and so edmr really helps correct this you do a lot of tapping there are eye movements um basically you are thinking about the trauma and you're bringing up all the emotions and the way that it feels in your body and you're taking yourself right back there and you're processing with your therapist using some tapping, using some eye movement and it helps you put that trauma in the past. It helps you reduce the charge that you feel um, so that you can react right now in the present without feeling like it just happened five minutes ago. It's so helpful. I've been doing it for a couple of months now, and it's kind of crazy how well it works, but um, it's also really difficult, (laughs) like really, really difficult taking yourself back to that moment, making yourself feel it, bringing up all of that trauma. Oh, it's a lot to deal with. And I, I think it's like no surprise that when you're, when you're coping with, all of these changes in your life. You've got, uh, you know, I've got a new diagnosis of PTSD. I've been doing this really intense therapy, dealing with all of these changes at work and in my family life. Um, You know, my mom was injured this fall. I mean, there's just a lot going on and I've just been super depressed. Like there's just no way around it, which makes it really hard to work. Uh, It makes it really hard to keep your therapy appointments. It makes it really hard to do a lot of things. Um, But I know that, Really, therapy is something that I'm doing for my business. Working through all of this is something that I'm doing for my business because I can't uh, run my business. I can't make money if I am not fully there and I'm not able to deal with things, right? Um, And so 
Part of the reason why I think I've been avoiding this episode, (laughs) being like 100% honest with you, is that I've been going back and forth about, there's this, uh, I think when you live with mental health issues, medication is a touchy subject. (laughs) And it certainly is for me. Um, I don't take, um, I don't take, you know, the process of having to be on medication lightly. Uh, I always try to go without prescription medications whenever I can. However, I know when it comes to my mental health, that medication has to be a tool in my toolkit. There is just absolutely no way of getting around it. Uh, I've experienced what it's like without medication, and I never want to do that again. So I have this love-hate relationship with it. Um, And I also had a really not great experience with my psychiatrist this summer. Um, It was very difficult. We, you know, I kind of felt like she was, I don't want to say washing her hands of the situation, but she was recognizing that a lot of the treatments that we've tried have just not worked and was kind of feeling stuck as far as what to try next. And so as I was kind of wading through the depression, dealing with, you know, working through the trauma, I realized that I had, I had to go find a new psychiatrist and you're Spoonie, you're sitting here and you're listening to this episode. You understand how difficult it is to find new specialists, especially, you know, my psychiatrist and I had been working together for four years. So we had a very good relationship. I saw her like every, um, every other month for four years. Right. Um, and so it's difficult to think about finding a new specialist, you know, trying to figure that out um, when you're dealing with medication changes, especially when it's uh, having to do with your mental health, you are signing yourself up for uh, unpleasant side effects. Usually Um, you're talking about a lot of brain fog. You're talking about a lot of fatigue. Sometimes you get really bad headaches, uh, just depending on how you deal with the med and what the med is. Um, I usually have GI issues when it comes to new meds. Um, It's just, it's a lot to think about. And so I did finally cave in and found a new psychiatrist and finally had an appointment last week. And we're working through some medication changes. Um, I'm hopeful so far. It hasn't been hateful, Um, but it is it is challenging (laughs) going through all of that and trying to run a business too. Um, And I guess I'm really recording this episode because I'm not doing it really just to like graphically overshare with you. I'm doing it because I feel like we don't talk about this stuff enough. You know, we just don't talk about mental health and its impact on business. I think, you know, I deal with mental health disorders and I have physical health conditions And if I'm being 100% honest, my mental health impacts my business way more than my physical health does. Um, It is, it can be crippling and debilitating, and it has been this fall. And that makes it so difficult to just do basic things in my business. Um, You know, when you're building a business, you're kind of you're not doing the same old, same old. So as an online business manager, for example, I really know what I'm doing. I feel pretty confident in what's happening. 
I can show up and I can answer emails, I can have meetings, I can set up systems for clients. I know it so well that it doesn't take the same amount of brain power as it does to come in and build out a sales page for a new offer that I'm creating, for example. Um, and so having the brain power to do those things that are more difficult for me or just take different amounts of energy has just been so difficult. And I struggle to take the time to slow down in my business development because um, there are lots of messages out there that say things should happen really quickly. You know, you should be able to do this in 60 days, 90 days. Uh, you should be able to, you know, cope with this. And that's not necessarily true. I think even the the business program that I'm in right now helping me develop my VIP day is a little bit frustrating because we just have access for six months. <laughs> we don't have lifetime access to the course. So I'm feeling so stressed and rushed because my six months is up in about six weeks and there's still stuff in there that I want to get to. And it's difficult. It's difficult to think about doing that. Like, I understand why she's trying to make sure that you get through it in a timely manner. Uh, she doesn't want you to just sit on it forever. Um, but that's, it's really difficult. It's not spoonie friendly. Let me just put it that way. Not spoonie friendly. <laughs> um, but I also know from doing this enough that this process, this stage of, of where I'm at is the most difficult because the offer is done. The development is done. And now it's just the networking and the promotion and the talking about the VIP day and the going out and being on other podcasts and doing all the things. And it seems like you do that forever <laughs> and ever and ever and ever. And then everything happens overnight. You know, and, and it's so frustrating, I think, when you're building your business because people are like, well, you know, it just it just turned on overnight. It was just like all of these clients were coming out of the woodwork and it was so amazing. Um, and the truth is, is that that happens. I've experienced it. It does happen. But it seems like it takes forever to get there. <laughs> you know, I know from working in marketing long enough that it takes really 90 days to execute a strategy to really see results from it. And so I know now that the offer is done, um, I, I'm really talking about like three, four months probably of doing what seems like the same thing, seeing no results um, and having to keep at it. <laughs> that seems really overwhelming right now. Not going to lie. Um, but I know I got to do it. You know, I tell my clients all the time, you have to do this. This is how it works. <laughs> So I have to take my own advice, right? Um, because this is all part of the process. So, oh, buddy, I feel like I'm kind of worried that I overshared. Maybe that's just me being me. But um, I, I want to talk about mental health. I feel like we don't talk about it enough. I feel like we're not open enough about it. Um, and I don't want to feel shame about it. You know, I don't want any of you to feel shame about it. Mental health. Um 
impacts us all, I think, at some point. Even if you don't have chronic mental health issues, you're going to have a moment in your life where you get depressed um, or where you just have a lot of anxiety or you're burned out at work. I mean, everybody deals with it in some way. And so I want to create a space where we can talk about it um, and not have to feel shame. So I hope that this was helpful. Um, But I'm going to remind you what I am reminding myself every, every morning, which is that we can do hard things if we take it one step at a time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for show notes from this week's episode or want to build a toolkit to help you create a life first business, visit www.theresilientbusinesstoolkit.com for free resources. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and don't forget to rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.